Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Wednesday, February 7th, 2024. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, Speaker Mike Johnson loses control. Number two, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer moves on foreign aid. And number three, the Senate tax bills inertia. All right, Jake, let's get into it. It was a massive day on Capitol Hill and a bad one for Speaker Mike Johnson, losing back-to-back votes uh, on two key issues. I'm going to let you take it from the top, but wow, uh, a no good, very bad day for Mike Johnson. Yeah, I mean, this was a choice for Johnson, um, and uh, he chose to bring two measures to the floor Um that were destined for failure. Now, let's let's just break this down. There there was the Israel aid vote, seventeen point six billion dollars in aid for Israel, um, and there was the um, impeachment inquiry of Alejandro Mayorkas. Now let's start with the Israel vote. The Israel vote was going to fail. <laughs> they they knew that it was going to fail. Um, they had to consider it under suspension of the rules, and in doing so, they needed two thirds majority. Now, the White House and House Democrats were uh, House Democratic leadership were against this Israel uh, uh, bill because it for a million reasons, but they it didn't include aid to Gaza, didn't include um, uh, aid to Ukraine. It was been it has been a uh, it, it happened as the Senate is considering a larger package, although that package is going to fail. You could criticize House Democrats, and plenty did, for voting this down, and I get that. But Johnson decided to bring this to the floor without a chance of succeeding. That was a conscious decision by Johnson. And plenty in the pro-Israel community um, said, well, why you bring – people are going to view this as the U.S. being against Israel. And they're not going to care about the nuances that you're considering considering it under suspension, and it's you know all of those things. So um, that is the that is the the reality of that. He decided to lose on that vote, um, and, and lose quite 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 stunningly. I mean, it was he was thirty something short of being able to pass this. Number two, the Mayorkas impeachment resolution. Um, that was balancing on a pinhead, and um, he brought it to the floor. Didn't delay it. He 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 lost um, three people, uh, three key people. Mike Gallagher, who by the way said at the conference meeting that he sh- that they shouldn't be impeaching him because it, it's not it, not it's not good policy. It doesn't it opens up Republican cabinet officials to to um, uh, uh, impeachment in the future. He lost Ken Buck, who also said he was going to be a no. And he lost Tom McClintock, who also said he was going to be a no. Now, listen, this is the the most this is the highest, um, most drastic measure you could take against a cabinet official, kicking him out of his job. Um, and he brought that to the floor. It kind of highlights, in my view, I think, the um, failure in um short-term and long-term planning um, in executing what's probably the most grave and important constitutional authority that the House has. And in doing so, he um, 
it was an embarrassment to lose these two votes back to back, a conscious choice, a conscious choice um, is not smart in, in, in many people's view. And I'll just add one more thing here. Um, most people don't go to the floor without trying, without winning, right. <laughs> without knowing they'll win. And, and Johnson decided that he didn't really want to, he, he, Johnson went to the floor knowing at least on one that he wasn't going to win. And on the other, that he um, uh, that he might not win, so it was a bad bad day for Mike Johnson. Yeah, I mean, I think that was you can kind of the last point. I think is the most stunning in terms of the strategy. Like, okay, he's in the tightest governing majority, uh, you know, in modern day history, and so so the fact that you know he might have to pull a bill. Okay, that would have been embarrassing, but like, okay, we get it. I mean, there's been a bunch of speakers over the years who've pulled bills because they don't have the votes. Very few go to the floor and lose certainly back to back. That would never have been a speaker Nancy Pelosi strategy. Um, you know, you don't go to the floor till you know you have the votes. And in this kind of environment, I, I think what is also important as a step back is to think about what this kind of means for this government funding fight that's coming up and it's coming up fast. And the fact that you have a lot of frustration among House Republicans now to say, like, we need to whip votes and we need to know what the vote count is. And, you know, if we can't pass things, we need to not bring them to the floor. What does this mean for, you know, kind of the ability of of Johnson to rally the troops to say, hey, be with me. I'm going to lead us forward when clearly, you know, on some of these really key issues. This isn't, you know, kind of small potatoes. These are massive issues. It's decision to impeach a cabinet official, the decision on, you know, aid to one of the U.S.'s biggest allies. Um, you know, I think that to me is really important to think about what does this mean for the next four to five weeks? Yeah, this is child's play, Anna. Um, doing a a couple of bills that, I mean, number one, the president said he'd veto the Israel thing. Now, whether that's right or wrong or not, I think is, is uh, a subject of discussion in the House. But... Um, now they have, and, and the Senate was never going to convict Alejandro Mayorkas, and the Senate Republicans were like, what are these clowns doing? Now, I, you could argue, leaving the merits of these things aside, you're right. They have big things in the future that are going to be very, 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 very hard. And you have to wonder if they're up to that challenge. And we'll see, Anna. We'll see in the next couple of weeks, because we are less than a month from government funding coming up. and And, and that's... That's um, going to be a big, big, big fight. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning. We've got some news this morning that Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer is planning to force a vote on a clean foreign aid package for Ukraine, Israel, and the Indo-Pacific after Republicans block floor debate on the bipartisan border supplemental package this afternoon, a major strategic decision by Schumer, uh, who is trying, you know, has been, they've been in the Senate trying to cobble together this kind of foreign funding along with the border security package. Clearly that, you know, was a lead balloon uh, as soon as it was uh, released over the weekend. Uh, but we've got Schumer's plan B now, Jake. Yeah, this is the obvious plan B, um, to be honest with you, right? This is the obvious play for Schumer, which is the border thing is done. We could, we could, um, uh, Republicans killed that and um, there will be plenty of postmortems on that. 
But he's moving to move and he's moving to to consider and to pass an Israel Ukraine Taiwan package now, which is the logical next step. Now I think this will pass. I think that they will get they will get sixty. Um, I have to imagine I could give you ten people who I think would vote for this. Um, it might take some time because they have a um, they have to get through a bunch of hurdles here. I don't know that they're going to get the time agreement a time agreement to speed this up. I don't know. Um, I have to, we have to see how that looks today. People might want to get out of town. People might want to fight. I don't know the answer to that yet. Um, but, uh, this, I, I will say this, once this gets to the house, what does Mike Johnson do with it? What does he do with it? Does he put it on the floor? Remember a $300 million, $300 million, not billion, $300 million Ukraine bill, um, that was basically a test vote. Uh, in the House failed with, uh, I think, 107 Republicans voting yes, 111 Republicans voting no back uh, last year. I think it's not, I think, in September of last year, was September of last year. This Republican conference is against funding the war in Ukraine. They are against it. Now, Johnson could say, I'm putting this on the floor and I want to see, it it will pass. It will pass. You will get... um, a majority of Democrats and something like 30 to 40 percent of Republicans, and it will pass. Um, it would probably have to pass on suspension, but it will pass. But listen, Anna, it is a um, that is a tricky territory for Mike Johnson. It is very, very, very tricky. I don't know how he's going to handle this. I asked him yesterday. Um, I caught him in the in the middle mid afternoon and he said, we'll see. Um, uh, and and, you know, I, you but. Early next week, he's going to have some some questions here. And remember, um, the House is out. Uh, you know, after today, um, the Democrat Democrats go to the retreat in Leesburg, Virginia. Um, but man, oh man, that is a tricky decision for Mike Johnson, who, by the way, has said. You know, Republicans have said for months <laughs> <laughs> that they should attach border to this thing to uh, foreign aid, and now. Um, they've, they've defeated that and, um, he's going to have another decision in, in front of him. All right, let's move quickly on to the number three story of the morning from the vault. Uh, Laura Weiss all over what's happening with this tax deal. Senate Republican tax writers are as sour as ever. She writes on the tax bill that overwhelmingly passed the house last week. They are demanding changes, including a markup before even entertaining getting on board. Uh, we first detailed that. On Tuesday night, um, there's still some signs here of optimism for some for this $80 billion package. But, um, you know, as everything in Congress, it's always a lot harder than it, it maybe should or, or, or has to be. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we previewed this a couple of uh, maybe last week, two weeks ago, that the Senate is going to try to put the brakes on this thing. Um, and uh, I uh, they are going to try to mark it up, change it. They are not in sync with the Senate Democrats and House Republicans on the tax bill, but we will be there for every twist and turn. All right. As you mentioned, House Democrats heading to Leesburg, Virginia, and Punchful News is going to be there. We're super excited to have our managing editor, Heather Cagle, sitting down with House Democratic Caucus Chair Pete Aguilar tonight at the Democratic Retreat. So if you're a lawmaker, aide, or reporter attending, we would love to have you join us at 6.30 p.m. for Punchbowl News' Cocktails and Conversation. This is a closed event uh, at the caucus retreat. 
Also want to flag, Jake, uh, that we have a conversation coming up at the end of February with Senators Mark Warner and Todd Young talking news of the day and AI policy. Uh, myself and senior congressional reporter Andrew Desidero are going to be interviewing them on February 29th at 9.30 a.m. You can go and sign up for those events at punchbowl.news on our events page. If you like The Daily Punch, please share it with your friends, your family. It's the best way for folks to find out about us. You can also sign up and go deeper on all these issues and more with our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. All it takes is an email address. Have a great day and stay safe, everybody. Everybody. 